0: Hello and welcome to Babelfish, the podcast for non-believers. Humanists, freethinkers and atheists tell me their life stories. They share their challenges and the work they do for humanism and human rights. You can support Babelfish by donating money through tenor.dk. you'll find the link in the episode description. It's up to you how much money you want to donate per episode, it's your choice and I'll be grateful for any donations.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm now in Tanzania, in Dar es Salaam, yes. meeting free thinkers. And The first is you, okay. David. Can you present yourself?
2: Okay. Uh, my name is David Msonda. Um, born and raised in Tanzania, uh, 33 years old. Uh, I'm, I identify myself as a secular humanist. I've been a secretary for four years, Uh, before that I was just an nurse since my 20s, and um, I'm a professional, I'm a medical doctor, and a father of of two.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, it? Yeah, so you are a trained medical doctor? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how... um, How did
2: you become an atheist and a free thinking? Yeah, I just started when I was, say, 15. Mm -hmm. When I was in secondary school, in biology class, uh, we first started with genetics Mm and then uh, we started uh, evolution. Mm So I studied Darwin the big creature everyone says. When, you learn, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, okay. when yeah. you learn about the evolution, yeah. when you learn about evolution, then you become an atheist. It happened to me. Uh, not atheist exactly because I didn't even know people who didn't believe in God. Yeah, what's the name that identified mm. with? So, the thing that uh, when I learned about uh when I started studying and learning about Darwin, the thing that hit me hard was like it gave me answers for things that bothered me a lot. Like for instance, I was not exposed to any other perspective about the original life or some Islam, the Abrahamic religion. Yeah. So when I started uh, uh, learning about evolution and genetics and stuff, I was start exposing myself to. It understanding about the origin of life and uh, it also started giving me another answers, other answers like uh, the origin of some of the disease cause for instance I have my young brother who suffered a lot from asthma yeah. when we were growing up and you know when you go to church and they start telling you like you know the devil is the one who causes the illness and stuff like that but it didn't really make sense like why? This kid has to be tormented with all these diseases mm. while others like Alcohol didn't have any allergies with their yeah. iron and stuff like that. So, stuff like that, they may stick ahead until when I start understanding about genetics mm. and biology. And that's when I realized that there, this is where you start getting, uh, in science, is where you start getting answers compared to churches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I started investing more time in understanding science, in understanding the religion studies which they were teaching us. In a lot of sense, a lot of things that didn't make any sense. So okay. I had to come back to science and start learning and understanding more. So the more I invested the time in science, the more I started getting answers of you know, a lot of things. So from 15 to my... Early 20s, that's in my early 20s. I tried to be spiritual, I tried mm. to, you know, saying I don't, I don't have any religion, but you know, I tried to communicate with God personally, which was a lot of BS. Cause at the end of the day, I couldn't even keep with that. I tried to learn religion like of Fire. So, you looked elsewhere. Yeah, what's, yeah.
1: what's your original religion? What were you raised
2: with? Protestants. Protestants. Moravia, oh, okay. yeah, Moravia. Yeah, Moravia in particular.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I started looking for another religion, because I wanted to keep the spiritual mm-hmm. sense of religion, you know, and also the moral, I thought there's some kind of a moral compass still in religion, so I wanted to yeah. keep that one, so uh, Yeah,
1: you uh, didn't want
2: to lose yeah, your moral compass. <laughs> I still believe this, I, I used to believe that, you know, because I wasn't exposed to any other moral no. teachings than the Abrahamic religion, so everything my moral compass and everything came from that one. So I tried to remove all the religious stuff and just remain with the speech and stuff, but it didn't work. And uh, sad, the saddest thing is that we didn't even have a philosophy class so i wasn't exposed to philosophy until i was 25 something like that that's late Hmm?
1: yeah that's late how did you how did you get exposed then
2: uh uh, philosophy when i started reading books okay yeah it's like asked the way i was exposed to philosophy is like I started reading books, and um, they, I found this whole circle thing. Because the thing, when I was in high school, they told us if you read, if you read anything in philosophy, that's when you're going to abandon God. Ah, totally. So
1: they,
2: they actually warned
1: you yeah, about reading philosophy. Yeah,
2: that's oh, one think, yeah. philosophical class that we did. <laughs> the only class that we did. Those that was the class that they told us you should not invest your time in this. If you invest your time in this, you're going to lose that. And uh, They had this old thing, you're going to be crazy and stuff like that. You know. <laughs> I think an uh, eccentric person, person who cannot fit in the society because you know, you have your own philosophical and yeah, something like that. So, that's when I started reading, the searching for other philosophical worlds and Western philosophy and, yeah. stuff like that. and that's when I start, start being exposed that there's another philosophical but uh, another moral yeah.
1: way of uh,
2: understanding the world.
1: And what happened next? How did you find the
2: so, other atheists? <laughs> because the thing is, before I read that book, from my 20s up to I was 26, I just know I didn't believe in anything. I stopped mm-hmm. going to church totally and uh, I was just calling myself spiritual and stuff like that. Then one day, I was surfing on the internet and I found this article. It was by uh, someone who was complaining about uh, the creator of uh, the Simpsons, Yeah. Matt Groening. And they were saying like, this guy is uh, atheist and something like that. And then that word, atheist, I was like, what is this word? I never met this word and uh, they, so I had to check it and then when I checked it and I found that these are people who don't believe in God. So I like, whoa, this that's me? <laughs> me all along, you know. So yeah. since that I embraced the yeah. the title and then I start finding looking for books that are relating to the subject and then that's where I found now uh, the, the philosophy and stuff. Learning about it, just learning about other people mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, about four years, after my, so much, a lot of searching and stuff like that. Then I found my little, uh, title that I relate with. It's uh, secular humans. Yeah. yeah. It's like humanism, yeah. so that's where I found a lot of my values that I can relate so yeah. from the enlightenment values and stuff like uh Also, enlightenment okay, values and uh, other values. Especially, I also had this... There are a lot of medical ethic dilemmas, mm. you yeah. know, that are... Yeah, when you're a doctor. Yeah, when yeah. you're a doctor. And then I found a lot of answers I'm getting from the uh, philosophers, and uh, you know, mm. so uh, I found that I have to embrace secular humanism because it goes,
1: yeah. And how is it to be? Is Tanzania a very religious country? Yeah, okay. so
2: not only religious, it's a very conservative country, yeah. in terms of culture, also, yeah.
1: So, it can yeah. be a challenge to be yeah. an
2: unreligion. Yeah. The be challenge to be an religion to come out, especially for other people. I know it's not easy to come out to their family yeah, mm. uh, to tell their family. Even me, I've come out to my parents, yeah. but not everybody in my family.
1: Okay. Like, yeah, my uncles and uh,
2: it's still my family. So,
1: so it's only the close yeah, one the closest, closest like, so family, matters yeah. the most. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But otherwise, yeah, people don't take it very lightly. Okay. They take it very personal when you start telling them start you don't believe in something. Because the thing is, we have a way of judging people, you know. We're we, finding those things that we are common with people. So when you're religious, it's, in Tanzania, when you're religious, it's like you're trying to paint this picture that you're an ethical person. Yeah. That's why you're religious. So yeah. Not having a religion that you're not an ethnic person <laughs> in nature. <religion>. So
1: you <laughs> so won't I, have a more yeah, you know, ethics.
2: Yeah. You, know, you, you don't have any, any more compass. Maybe you're so much westernized and stuff like that. And, uh,
1: yeah, because Christianity has only been here for what, 150 years? Yeah, it's um, really young years, here yeah. compared to in yeah. Denmark where I'm from. It's been more than a thousand years. Christianity has been part of yeah, our um, culture, um, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's that's a huge difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it. it's, really it's really young same.
1: here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah
2: That's how people tend to say when you're religious then you're an ethical person. If you're not religious then you're mm-hmm. not the ethical person. And the the problem is they can't really categorize you where they can put you, so that's really bother them. Yeah. And I think that's the human nature, somehow psychologically you have to categorize and put people in certain okay. groups. So when you can't put certain guy in a certain group, that's really bothered. Them. Okay, So you
1: actually categorize people, saying this person is Christian, this yeah, is Muslim, this, person this is... is
2: Christian. Yeah. the problem we have in so yeah, Tanzania is not only they when you like, they categorize you, they know how you behave because they know Christian behave in a certain way, Muslim okay. behave in a certain way. If you are from a certain tribe, then you behave in a certain way. So. And you have more than a
1: hundred tribes, right? Also, hundred <laughs> tribes,
2: but people keep tabs and <laughs> like they keep the list. Like yeah. every tribe have to behave like this. So when you. When you say, like, someone, you know, he, be, he behaves mm. weird or something like that, yeah, yeah. weird behavior, the officer asks, like, he's from which tribe? Yeah. And the guy goes, ah, he's from this tribe. Ah, okay, yeah. that tribe, they, they normally behave like this and this. Or maybe he's from which religion? Ah, this legend. Ah, Those guys, they must behave this or this or yeah. this. So when you don't have a religion, people can categorize you. Yeah. Okay. That sense about it. Yeah, and but they like to put you into small little small boxes. boxes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And how did you find the FreeThinkers
2: organization? So one day, I remember it was in 2012 or 13. I just went to Facebook and I just Googled three Thinkers Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And my brother here, his mm-hmm. name came out, and I wrote him a message. And it took like three months, four months, to reply. <laughs> so I think it wasn't even there. Internet at the time, so then after the four months he arrived and uh, I start chatting. and uh, I think I was third person in the organization, maybe four. <laughs> so
1: so he only you, only you had joined people. from the beginning, actually. Hmm? So you joined the organization from the beginning?
2: He had these other guys from hmm. the circles, and then I came. Yeah, in the okay. yeah but in the beginning, yeah. You know, now started the organization, so we exchange contacts, and then because uh, at the time I was studying in Algeria, that's oh, where I took yeah. my medical degree. So when I come back to Tanzania, that's when we contact and then uh, start talking and knowing each other. Then I joined the organization.
1: Yeah.
2: And what do you How do, you do the with
1: organization?
2: the organization? Uh, normally I was just a member. And then in, uh, in recent days, like two three days, they elected me as a secretary. So okay, yeah. The guy was a secretary. He has other obligations, so he decided to step down. Although he still helps yeah, now and then, but uh, you know, because of a lot of obligation he has, he had to step down. He demanded to step down. So I took it as to a secretary. So I'm still new. <laughs> <in the> yeah. <gym. laughs> Yeah. Uh, but otherwise um uh, my main job when I was a member only I used to look for guys. It's not an easy job but through the internet and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. managed to find some few guys and bring them.
1: So okay. so it's to also to look for new members. Yeah. New members. And I guess the internet yeah. has, it has changed I a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, because uh, it gives access to information, right? Yeah, so yeah, people yeah. can find each other.
2: They can find each yeah. other. People can find each other. And, and, uh,
1: they actually lead another life online compared to in everyday life. If they haven't come out in everyday life, then they're participating online. Sometimes. Yeah, participating.
2: Because, for instance, uh, there are some people like you find them on uh, this uh, website. Yeah. It's called uh, Goodread. Mm. Uh, the yeah, the one for books. Yeah, yeah you, you look at the you look at the list of books that you know, someone reads, and you know, uh, you know, this guy uh, has mm-hmm. to be one of us. You know, can uh, you know have all these books and uh, and uh, be a thinker So we contact them and we found yeah. out. Uh, yes, I'm a thinker And then we went to this And
1: it's easier for them to have made it online than yeah. it would be in.
2: Yeah, and sometimes yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay.
2: So that's how we found out.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before we started the interview, you actually compared the internet to when the book press, yeah, book yeah, right, the printing press, <laughs> the, the printing
2: yeah, press. Yeah, 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 <laughs> printing press. Yeah. The time in the Middle Ages where you know before having a printing press, where people were not allowed, yeah. were not having access to books and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. Then, yeah. After bringing the printing press, that's when. People start having access to books and then you find things like reformation happened mm-hmm. because, you know, people start reading and understanding maybe yeah. the Bible and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so it could actually be the same sort yeah, of Yeah, the same sort of the internet. Yeah. People
2: didn't know. Because we have bookshops here, but you find your the books which are there. You have your usual suspects, the self-help books. Mm then the religious books but it's very hard to find those mm. for instance science pure science books for instance yeah and then not only science books but finding books like uh skeptics books Dawkins, your Dawkins, your, uh, Sam Harris and stuff like that it's very hard to find mm. them in the bookshops but people have access on the internet
1: okay, yeah um, yeah
2: how to get those books so it makes this probably much easier than
1: mm-hmm. so will they so do you see that there will be a change yeah. soon or is it still a slow transition
2: In Tanzania, mm-hmm. i'm hopeful because at least now we have the discussion yeah you see people discussing about you see people asking questions at least because you know we were raised to not you know, there were certain topics that you are not supposed to mm-hmm. ask any question. You're not yeah. supposed to question anything about those topics, especially when it comes to religion stuff. Yeah. So we grew up that way. But you find now people having those discussions mm-hmm. you know, and at least giving, being open-minded to have those discussions. Yeah. So maybe in the future, we might have more people. And, uh, for instance, you find there are discussions which used to be a taboo topic in Africa. Even when it comes to these things like homosexuals and stuff like that, they used to be very taboo in Africa. But people are, are having discussions right now, mm-hmm. and you, you found the number of people who are discussing the topics are increasing, okay. and maybe even the groups who are, uh, numbers who are sympathetic to those things are increasing. Mm-hmm. And even other values of uh, tolerance and, and feminism and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you found there are more people who are very open in discussing them right now than a uh, few years back.
1: Okay. Interesting. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glad uh, to feminism. hear your story. Mm-hmm. Nice meeting you. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice meeting you too. Thank
0: you. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Lucas. Lucas is one of the founders of the Three Thinkers organization in Tanzania. I'm producing this podcast at my own expense, which means I will be forever grateful for any donations through tenet.dk. If you want to be a sponsor of the podcast and be mentioned in it, please contact me. Thank you for listening. You'll also find Babelfish on Facebook, and you can find me on my blog and on Instagram, follow the links in the episode description. Until next time, be a happy human.